Episode 25 already. 25. Is that even correct? That's crazy. I'll probably have to do some sort of seasonal break, maybe around the holidays and do season three after that, because we are getting up there, but it's so exciting. Wow, I guess that means 25 episodes. That's like almost half a year, and it doesn't feel like six. Either way. Okay. Um, welcome to this week's Breaking Up podcast episode. I have so many podcast episode ideas for the month of October, all very spooky related, scary stories, haunted places, ghost stories, all of the above, and I'm so excited to get going with that, but it is the 28th night night of September, as I am very much reminded of on TikTok tonight um, because of the one song and the audio bite. But this was our last episode for September. So that being said, we are not starting the spooky-themed podcast episode ideas until next week. So I thought it would be kind of fun this week instead to do a podcast episode idea that I have kind of been brainstorming for a while, and that is Unpopular Opinions. I have slowly but surely been accumulating my list. Every time one comes to mind, I just wrote it down. And then recently, I discovered Evelyn on TikTok. Please let me know if you also see this girl on your TikTok feed. She's got to be... I mean, she looks 12, but I'm sure she's at least 13. Otherwise, TikTok would have taken down her page by now. It's this little preteen girl doing well teen girl I guess doing get readies with me and the whole time she's telling you things that she hates or things that annoy her or things that are embarrassing and it's so funny first of all she's totally so real for most of the stuff she says but she is exactly the type of teenage girl I would be terrified of to this day if I had to walk through a middle school um But I guess Evelyn has kind of inspired me, though, and reminded me of this list that I made of unpopular opinions, so I thought it would be fun today to channel my inner Evelyn and make a video about things that I hate slash unpopular opinions. Um, Definitely share your own either on the podcast Instagram or reach out somehow. I'd love to hear your own when I share my list. And thank you so much for all of the support on last week's episode. I did notice a kind of bump with that, so I do appreciate it. If you're new to the podcast episode, though, I or podcast in general, not podcast episode. If you are new to the podcast family, I like to start each episode off by doing a weekly update on anything going on this last week in my life. So I hope everyone had a wonderful last week of September. Nothing too major has gone on in my life this last week, except um, Ashton and I did attend the Minnesota Gem Show at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. This was our first year attending, and it was so fun. It really is just like a big vendor event where a ton of fossil stores or just like stores, online boutiques, people that have sell fossils, rocks, Minnesota agates, crystals, just a ton of different vendors selling rocks. It was so cool though. And a lot of vendors had very unique items ranging from like Morocco or different states or Mexico and a lot of um, native I don't know if you can call rocks native. It's not like a native plant. Anyway, rocks from like the Mississippi River or rocks from Minnesota and a lot of cool crystals, a lot of great deals. Ashton and I went into this not really knowing what to expect and we were hoping that everything wasn't overpriced and overhyped and we got amazing deals. We also had like a ton of freebies. Like every time we made a purchase, the vendor would give us magnets or stickers or smaller rocks. Ashton bought this huge quartz on a stand. Beautiful. I really wanted it to, but he got it. Um, And when we were buying that, the lady that was um, purchasing or, you know, checking it out for us, she gave us a a free angel aura quartz as well. And I got to keep that one and I love it. Um, They were giving away a ton of vintage rock and crystal magazines. So I grabbed a couple of those. Like I mentioned, we got some magnets. Oh, and a lot of vendors had like huge buckets of raw 
stones that you could just take for like 50 cents each. So Ashton and I bought a ton of um, raw crystals for us to tumble in my rock tumbler. So I'm super excited to see how these turn out because these are actual like I have raw jasper, raw quartz, raw um, that might be raw agates. So I know for a fact that those will turn out amazing in the rock tumbler. So I'm really excited to tumble those. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. And it was both inside and outside at the fair venue. It was in the dairy building. I have never been to the Minnesota or any carnival or state fairgrounds when it's not in season. And oh my gosh, it is creepy, eerie. We parked right inside the state fair and we were walking by all of these boarded up buildings and food vendors. And it was so weird because about a month ago, like exactly a month ago, not even a full month ago, because it was still open in September. It's only been closed for like two weeks. But about a month ago, we went to the state fair and it was full on summer vibes. It was, you know, almost 200,000 people in attendance each day. It was hot. It was crowded. It was, you know, the great Minnesota get together. And we went this last weekend and it was a ghost town and everything was silent and boarded up and it was weird and it was cold out. Yeah, really weird vibes, but I didn't realize that when there were events going on like this at the state fairgrounds, some of the food trucks and vendors were actually open. So Tom's Thumbs Mini Donuts were, was open, lemonade, corn dogs, not like the really exciting, cool, unique state fair food that we have, but some of the classics were open, so I thought that was neat. Um, but yeah, we went to that really cool experience. I've never been to a gem show before. I've seen a ton on TikTok or there's been a few on, in Arizona that I've wanted to travel to, but I've never had the opportunity to go and it was really fun. So if the opportunity does arise, I highly recommend going and checking it out and you can get really good deals. We got some big crystals and stones for so much cheaper than had we gone to a typical crystal store in the cities and that was kind of our goal to see if we could get some really cool affordable rocks for like a good deal um since the state fair is kind of located in saint paul afterwards ashton and i went out to eat at a restaurant in saint paul because we're never really down there and the restaurant that we ended up choosing was on the block of i think it was a a Switzerland or Czech Republic festival, Norwegian, something of that nature. There was like a block blocked off for a festival and they had dancing and food and games. It was kind of fun. So we walked through that as well. Um, oh, I had another amazing thrift find this weekend. So I think it was last week's episode or the episode before I talked about this beautiful vintage glass coffee table that I saw at a local thrift store for $8.99 and then I looked it up online later and found out that it was selling for $450. Okay, another amazing find happened at that same thrift store. So I took Ashton there this last weekend to show him show him like how amazing it is basically and I saw this wooden end table nightstand style table um, I didn't get it but I thought about it and then I couldn't stop thinking about it all day so I did what I do best and I've got to stop doing this I should just buy it when I see it but I guess I knew I really was meant to get it or had to because I ended up driving back later that day for this end table um, just to get a good look at it because I ended up googling the style of table that I found and realized that it might actually be worth some money if it's real like authentic vintage and all of that. So I went back, immediately scooped it up. This end table was again $8.99. Perfect condition, beautiful condition. It's like I would say mid-century modern retro vibes, maybe more 70s, not mid-century, but um I took it home and it has all of the identification, tag, label, number underneath it. So that's good. That's a green flag. I looked it up, right? And it is a walnut drum style end table and it is retailing for a couple hundred dollars depending. I couldn't find the exact style 
Well, like the exact table, but I saw a lot that looked similar and it has like the brand or company or some sort of name under it. So I looked up tables with that name and all of them are selling online or on Etsy or on these antique stores for 100, 200, 250. And I got it for $8 and I don't plan on selling this thing, but oh my gosh, the store that I go to must just not look into their, their items when they receive these donations. They must just place it or maybe they're from my mom's generation because my mother hates this style. She thinks it looks so gross and tacky because it's the style that she grew up with. And I've talked about this before too on the podcast where I'm sure when the early 2000s style like kitchens come back, if they ever do, or if people start thinking that's antique and want to start hanging giant forks and spoons on their walls again, I'm sure, like that sounds tacky to me, but so I would never like want to get it. So maybe that's why my mom thinks that way. But maybe this thrift store is just like thinking the same thing where it, because they grew up in that generation, it's not cute to them. But this is the most beautiful, high quality wooden like walnut wood. It just I have it in my living room right now and it's next to my Amazon coffee table and it makes my Amazon coffee table look like trash. Like this is high quality wood. I love the style, like the storage, it opens up, it's stunning. It's also a hexagon shape or drum style, according, that's like what it's called. Um, And that will also go in my basement for this big basement makeover that I will hopefully do (laughs) eventually. Um, Either way though, like it's beautiful and cannot believe I found that. Such an amazing score. Like I said, I don't plan on selling it, but it is reassuring to know that no matter what, I bought this knowing that I could sell it for more than I bought it for. And that's always kind of like the goal when I go thrifting or antiquing. Um, Yeah. So at this point, I've been to this new thrift store three weeks in a row. And I might as well just go by this weekend because who knows what's going to be there. I've had pretty good luck so far, but maybe I'll take a picture and post it on um, the podcast Instagram for you to see because it's stunning. Oh, I also have been vlogging today like a big update vlog because I haven't done one since before all of the pre-filmed videos that have now gone up. Um, My California travel vlog just went up today too. So if you haven't watched that yet, definitely check it out. I love travel vlogs and it just brings me right back to the trip. Um, But yeah, I was filming today and I talked about this drum style end table. So you'll see it on my YouTube videos if you subscribe to my YouTube channel. But that is pretty much everything that happened this week. Other than that, I have just been working on my laptop. Sounds really boring, but I love it. It's just like not the most exciting weekly update. And then at the end of this episode, I always talk about TV shows and movies that I've watched and books that I've read this week. So stay tuned for that. But with all of that being said, let's get into my unpopular opinions and things that I hate. Evelyn inspired from TikTok. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Banish Skincare. I have been using Banish products for almost two, well, actually like three years now, and my skin is forever changed. Banish uses natural, clean, and fresh ingredients that make your skin glow, clears up blemishes, reduces redness and aging, and not only that, but Banish has an at-home micro-needling treatment that has truly changed my skin and has brightened my face, reduced acne scars, helped reduce all my acne in general. I really don't break out anymore because of Banish skincare products. They have this um, mint cleanser that feels so good on your pores that I use every single morning and evening a fresh pumpkin enzyme face mask that I actually just used today, and you have a glow within 10 minutes, like immediate upon use. I'm not even joking. I want to know what is in that (laughs) that recipe because it's amazing. Most recently released, they have an awesome sunscreen moisturizer. They've got eye brightening cream and anti-aging retinol serum that I love to use before bed and many more products. What's awesome is you you can get all of these products in a bundle that allows you to save money or you can buy them individually, but no matter what, try out Banish today. I have an affiliate link in the description of this episode as well as a discount code for you, so use Michaela 10 at checkout. That's Michaela 10 in all caps for 10% off. I promise you, you won't regret it. 
If you got it, monetize it has been my mantra since 2020 and I firmly stand by it. If you have a talent, skill, or something that you are good at, monetize it. I do really believe that there is a way to make money doing what you love. So whether that is crafts, dance, public speaking, or even something like yoga or a certain sport, there is a way to monetize it. Check out my new merch at my spring shop linked below to wrap your passion in a stylish and cozy hoodie with a motivating reminder of if you got it monetize it and to say thank you to my listeners use code podcast in all caps for 10 percent off at checkout that's podcast at checkout linked below all right moving on to my unpopular opinions slash things that i hate i um just want to start and preface this by saying that everything on my list that i've come up with None of these things are targeting anyone. Like, I promise, if you listen to this and know me in real life and stop and think, like, wait, is this play about us? Like, you know, the TikTok audio. Um, No, what is the TikTok? Yeah, wait, is this fucking play about us? Yeah, the Euphoria one. If you stop and wonder, like, oh, my God, is she talking about me? I promise you I am not. Um, yeah, none of these are at anyone. I've been gathering this list, like I said, for almost a year now. So it's not personal. And please do not take anything that I say too to heart. Um, if you do any of this and you're in my life, like I do not care. We all have our own opinions and these are just mine. And this is for fun and entertainment purposes. So please don't be offended. Please don't think this is about you. Nothing I say is even that like offensive I guarantee it but if you're wondering like oh my god do I do this or is this one about me it's not I'm not thinking about you I promise I don't care but these are just unpopular opinions that came to mind when I was brainstorming here and there um and yeah let me know if you also agree on some of these or disagree I'd love to hear what you have to say but anyway I've made my list and let's get started So I'll start off easy here. The first one on my list of things that I hate, or perhaps this one I don't think is an unpopular opinion. I think it's actually pretty popular, but things that I hate, girls that are not girls' girls, meaning girls that don't have another girl's back, girls that think they are one of the boys or, you know, like being the only girl in the group or have like an alpha problem with other women or don't support other women, girls that aren't, the girls that won't compliment you drunk in the bathroom at a bar, the girls that give you the up and down silent judging stare or explicitly make fun of you aware that you can see and notice that they're making fun of you, the girls that like you can tell won't have your back in a situation. That's not a girl's girl. And they're easy to spot. They're easy to see right away. And it pisses me off. I saw a TikTok um, a few weeks ago where it was like, gosh, I wish I remembered exactly how she phrased it, but it was one of those like audios to use when you're really shocked. Um, And it was me when another girl isn't automatically nice to me because she's I'm also a girl or something like that. And it was basically about how you should be a girl's girl. Like, has the Barbie movie taught us nothing? Anyway, that's the first one. I feel like that's actually pretty popular. I wish I could turn off my phone's microphone or hide my phone in a different room because my phone is right next to me and probably listening and curating my TikTok feed as we speak. Um, The next thing that I hate, though, are products that are poorly designed. There are so many specifically personal care, like makeup, skincare type of products that I have to physically cut open to use the rest of and highly encourage you to keep a pair of scissors in your bathroom because whenever I think I'm out of a moisturizer or serum or toothpaste or whatever, I cut that product up and I use what's left inside and it is scary sometimes when I cut open a product and see exactly how much is left that I used to just throw away. Um, And they get you to buy more products quicker because of that. I think like, or the drunk elephant products, are those the one with like that pump instilled and it's really hard to break open, but when you do or if you can, because it's kind of like a cylinder jar, um, there's so much 
product residue on the sides. Like you can use it for probably up to like another week if you could just cut these products open. So products that are poorly designed to me mean the products that still have a lot of life left in them, but you cannot access it still. So the scissors in the bathroom help a ton, but the really good products are the ones that I still cut open and see that I've used everything already that have like, you know, you're able to squeeze it all out. So that's helpful. But yeah, that's just like a little pet peeve of mine. Um, Another thing that I hate are, okay, so this one I thought of when I was there at the museum one day, but um, the girlies that go to the museums just to take the Instagram pictures. Um, I was at the Minneapolis Institute of Art last spring, and I thought of this one because I kept seeing a lot of not a lot, just a handful of girls walking around posing in front of paintings, trying to get the perfect aesthetic picture. I'm like, that's great. It's going to look so good on the gram. Love the aesthetic. But please appreciate the art. Please look at the art. Like, don't be here just for the picture. Or like, there's this one beautiful, like gold marble staircase in the museum. And I was walking by it and eventually on it that this day. And there was this girl like, Having a full-on photo shoot on the stairs, I'm like, oh, like get your pick, girl. But also, like, I just feel like they're the girlies that go to the museums just for the pictures. I I don't think I have any pictures of me in a museum, but I get it when you're inspired and you're like, this would make a cute pick. I get it. Get the gram pick, like do it, girl. But also, it's just I can tell when someone is there dressed up for a picture and not there for the art, and it just kind of bothered me that day. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Or when I see it on Instagram, and I know the type of girl, or I know her personally who's posted the picture, I'm like, girl, you do not like art. What are you doing taking a picture, posing in front of one, pretending to look at it? I don't know. Maybe that one's a little bit too like negative thinking about it, whatever, but that was on my list. Okay, this one's kind of similar, but... People on Instagram that post wedding pictures of them at a wedding without a single post of the bride and groom or mentioning them in the caption. Like people that just post a picture of them with their date or like them in a dress, but then don't mention like congratulations to the bride and groom or had the best time at so-and-so's wedding or taking them. And I'm like, do you know who put that on? Who paid for the flowers behind you? Like give them a little bit of credit. They invited you. Um, I saw this one originally on TikTok like a while ago and it made me laugh. It was during wedding season this summer actually, but it was a TikTok of a girl like basically like laughing at people that post wedding pictures or not laugh. I cannot remember because it was so long ago, but it's like the people that post pictures from a wedding without posting a single pic of the bride and groom or mentioning them kind of made her it come it came off a little strange and I agree because once I saw that on TikTok I started to notice it on Instagram I'm like oh that's weird I do like the people though that like get the good picture of them as a wedding guest or like with their wedding guest date and then the second or third pick is like with the bride or with the groom or like a group photo Um, because if I were the bride I would be so offended if I was on Instagram and saw my friends posting from my wedding without mentioning me at all I'd be like, do you know who got you tickets to that event? Like, hello? Um, So yeah, since I noticed that on TikTok, I do see it on Instagram a lot and it gives me like the ick immediately. And it also makes me wonder like, I don't know, makes me think of a lot of stuff. But that being said, I did just post pictures of me and Ashton from his sister's wedding. And I actually don't have a single photo of me with his sister just us from the wedding which I didn't even think about or realize until after but I do have photos with her and Ashton we just don't have them yet because it was all from the professional photographer so I assume in a few months I'll get those and can share them if they turn out cute or if she wants me to now the thing with my partner's family and my Instagram too is that I want to respect privacy and I do have a larger public platform Whereas a lot of them have like more private Instagram accounts. So I try to do it in a way where I'm sharing, but also keeping things safe and personal. Um, But I did kind of like think about this when I was posting that because I was like, oh my gosh, this looks just like the people that I make fun of. But then at least I mentioned her in the caption. Like that's all I'm like asking for when I see people on Instagram being like, 
the best wedding, like time at the wedding or um, like, I don't know. I can't even think of like a funny caption right now from a wedding because wedding season's over. So I like don't see it on my feed that much anymore. But yeah, even just like it's wedding season or and they lived happily ever after. Right. But then it's like, who? Who's <laughs> wedding? I don't know. Take that one with a grain of salt. If you've ever done that, I'm not mad, but it's kind of funny. Um, and that's your reminder now. If you go to a wedding, don't forget to congratulate the bride and groom on Instagram. Don't forget to post a picture with the bride and groom who invited you to their wedding. If you can, like I said, I didn't have a single picture of his sister and her now husband, but I gave her a really sweet caption and that's all I feel like people got to do. Yeah. Anyway, next one on my list, things that I hate, coffee table books. Okay. What I mean by this is books that people buy when they, I see a lot of um, YouTube hauls or things on TikTok of like, oh, I recently bought this coffee table book or coffee table books I want, or I saw a reel on Instagram of the best coffee table books, um, which yes, I love, love books so much, big fan of coffee table books, but I know for a fact that the people that are buying these coffee table books have not once opened the damn book. And I think books should be read. Like, I have books that make really great coffee table books, but I've read the whole thing. Or if they're more illustrative books or art collections, I've gone through it. And it's these people that, I mean, good for you if you're doing this, but if you're spending like 50 bucks on a big, thick, hardcover book that looks pretty on your coffee table, I hope you're at least reading it because that's so much money and I see the same coffee table books all over my feed on Reels, on TikTok, and I, they're cute, but please read them. Books are meant to be read, so I don't, I don't mind. If you have a coffee table book, I'm only going to hate on it if you haven't opened it. And if you have a coffee table book that you haven't opened, this is your friendly reminder to read the book tonight because you spent your hard-earned money on that so you might as well give the spine a little crack you know um and it's just more fun if somebody mentions the book that when they're over or compliments your coffee book now you can actually talk about it because you've read it you know um off of that and this one might make a couple people mad um Ebooks and Kindles. I am so against the ebooks, the nooks, the Kindles. I can't do it. The best part about a book is the physical pages. It's being able to underline, highlight, star, put a heart next to something, put a bookmark in it, like add a little post-it note to come back to. It's the physical act of holding a book, clutching a book, walking around like the lakes or going to the beach with your book, the smell of a book. And a lot of the times I choose when I read because I, like when I'm choosing to read, I'm choosing to read in that moment so that I take a break from screens. And I know that Kindles and Nooks or whatever, they have the screen effect where it looks, it doesn't look like a screen, but it's still a screen. And when I'm reading, that is my like offline time. That's my time when I don't want to stare at a screen, when I'm giving my eyes a break. Um, yeah, I get, I understand the pros of it so much. It's easier to carry around a very thin um, virtual book that actually can hold thousands of books. Um, I get that, especially when you're traveling, like books take up a lot of space. There are certain parts of it where I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But the overall consensus that I have about those ebooks e and Kindles or whatever is it's not for me and I needed the actual physical book. And there is something so exciting about purchasing a new book or going thrifting or going to half price books and or even pre-ordering a new paperback book and like opening it for the first time, bending the spine, like turning the page, the smell of an old book. Oh my gosh, the smell of a new book. Like I feel like I can I'm not actually reading it to the extent that my brain can read it if it's virtual. I don't know. Yeah, I know a lot of people love them and I get it, but for me, I just can't do them. Uh, next thing on my list of things that I hate slash unpopular opinion, people that shamelessly post when something is from Shein, like a fit check or an Instagram post with tags or 
um, if someone like comments, oh my God, where did you get their, your shirt? And someone literally publicly will say Shein, it's not the flex that you think it is. Like, please do not support Shein. It's not cute in my mind to post and tag them or do a haul. Shein haul, the creators, influencers that work with Shein, I don't know how they can do it. I will admit I've gotten emails from Shein, from Zoffel, from Blooming Jelly, from all these companies. Actually, I think Blooming Jelly did send me clothes. I'm not going to lie, like on a PR list. I didn't pick them out or say yes, but the reason I paused is because I think I have an email from them. I need to double check that. But so I might actually be a little bit of a hypocrite with this one. My bad, we're all not perfect, but I would never like collab with them is what I'm saying. And I have received emails from Shein and Zoffel offering like a decent chunk of cash for a collaboration that I had turned down because there's no way I could preach about this for years and then make a video collabing with them, giving you a discount code, accepting money from them when their working conditions are so awful. There's no way. Um, and I will say, Shein's got some real cute shit. I get it. But it's fast fashion. Um, it's poorly made. And it's probably made by some child. And it's just terrible. Um, the one little, like, condition here, because I do know I have some things from fast fashion product, like, companies like this, is either... A, they're from my friend who's a literal shopaholic and can't stop buying clothes and then gets rid of them when she's sick of them in like two months, or they're thrifted. If I'm at a thrift store and I see something cute that has a Shein tag on it, that is when I feel like it's okay for me to buy it because I'm not like fully supporting the company. I'm just giving secondhand clothing a second chance and I'm supporting the thrift store rather than the fast fashion place. Does that make sense? Yeah, either way, I just like get the ick a little bit when someone tags Shein or does a Shein haul. But that's just me. And again, do not support them if you can. Next one on my list, people with no concept of boundaries, especially those that overstep boundaries in another one's relationship. Um, specifically, I feel like this happens a lot with a girl who is very close friends with somebody's boyfriend before the boyfriend starts to date or like gets a girlfriend. And then that girl has no conscious awareness of like, oh, well, you know, you might want to respect their relationship a little bit and not behave this way or not say that or not come over or not do things like this. Because when I think about my friends and relationships, there are certain things where I might have said or acted or like hung out before they were with a partner, but now that they are, it's like that awareness of like a boundary where it's like, that's not really your place. Now I'm trying to be vague here because this honestly is not about anybody specific, but, and I don't want anyone to like think it is, but it's, it is one of those things that I see all the time in group settings, group dynamics, whether that is like on TikTok or when I'm out or like at a big venue or something, it's very like clear when you're watching it as like a bystander effect almost. Um, yeah, and I've seen like, I've seen it play out fully where like the girlfriend does get upset or something happens and it's just, I personal story for another time um and it does not involve me or my partner or, or like direct people in our lives but I do see it happening and it's just like I don't understand how somebody doesn't have that awareness of boundaries for other people's personal relationships yeah okay this next one actually is very targeted <laughs> but it's people that still hate on Taylor Swift. Like, grow up. <laughs> we love her. Everyone loves her. And it's like, what did she do to you to make you hate her so much? I don't care. This one isn't like about people that aren't fans. Because I know not, I'm not saying everyone has to love her. Um, I obviously am a big Swifty, but I have friends that don't get it or they just aren't fans. And that's fine. People that have never listened to her music or just know that she's not really for them. But it's the people that like actively have such a weird like vendetta against her that like a Kanye West fan or like literally Kanye, like someone that like just wants to hate on her so badly when she is literally not doing anything to you. 
Um, but yeah, I see that a lot, mostly online. And then a lot when she was here in Minneapolis for the show, um, people that are like literally posting, oh my God, this one girl from my high school, I'll call her out. I don't even care. (laughs) But she posted something on her Instagram story. It was like a sobbing face, like a meme or someone like hysterically crying. And it was like, oh no, Taylor Swift just announced another album. And it was basically like, a meme of or some sort being like I can't get away from the Swifties because now I'm just gonna hear all about this again for the next like year of my life I get it if it's annoying and it's all over your feed but like even when I think it was when Taylor announced her tour Ashton texted me that day and he was like I figured out who all of the Swifties are on my feed today because everyone was posting about it he was laughing and I thought that was so funny but yeah it's the one it's like the people that hate her so much and have to post about it where I'm just like ignore it like honestly I'm not the biggest fan of Ariana Grande I've never really been especially now with the whole cheating scandal and all of that but I'm not out here like protesting against her or actively posting about how much I hate her like she exists and I exist and we exist in peace so just be at peace this one (laughs) going off of that something kind of like underneath that one that bothers me like literally last night was it last night no it was two nights ago Ashton said something the other night about Taylor Swift that really upset me where and honestly he's fine like I'm taking him to see the movie he almost went to her concert like whatever I can like obviously he's not like her target fan and he probably just tolerates her because of me but we live in harmony Um, but the other night Ashton said something about how she only writes about her exes and I wanted to throw up. Like I got so heated about that because she has fought like her whole career to prove that wrong. Yes. She writes about a lot of her relationships. Yes. She writes about love a lot, but when you break it down, I once heard a quote where I read it about how all literature is either about love or death and the greatest literature is about both. And I kind of take that theory and I apply it to music, poetry, songs. Like when you break it down, everything is about love or death or heartbreak. Like it's all right there. Um, So, I mean, I could get into a whole debate about that because Taylor Swift has had to deal with that most of her career where people like and she'd go on talk show hosts like shows and all they would do is ask about her dating life like she's literally had to write songs about how if she were a man in the industry they wouldn't treat her like this um and not all of her music is about her exes so that made me really upset but I came in like ready to fight and he didn't say anything else after that so we're good (laughs) um okay the next one on my list People that seem to support you, but are really just leeches, meaning that they are trying to make themselves seem as impressive by associating themselves with you. I kind of label these as leeches, and it takes a while to notice. I've definitely had people in my life in the past who I thought were really big supporters and would constantly talk about my Um, accomplishments or whenever we'd meet new people immediately be like she has x y and z on youtube she's got like x like a number of revenue streams she's made this much money in a year and it was kind of overstepping too i'd be like okay like you don't have to tell them all that when i meet someone like that's a lot and it makes me look like i have a huge ego when someone says it but looking back it's like i don't think they were being supportive i think they were trying to be like look at who i know look at this person in my life that's friends with me who's done all this and they're my friend and I see it on Instagram kind of here and there I mean I added this to the list this week because I saw on Instagram somebody reshared something from like some sort of New York fashion week and she was like I'm so proud of you and she tagged um wait was it fashion week or was it from an award show honestly the amount of content that I have consumed Um, either way, I like went to this person's page and it just kind of seemed like, you know, when you know someone or you know of someone, like if I went to high school or school or whatever, my, what somebody from my life, if this person ended up being a huge star, obviously you, everyone would be like, I knew this person. I went to camp with this person. I X, Y, and Z. And then they'll start to like post old photos or be like, Hey, remember me? Or like, so proud of my 
my like pure from whatever it is um but it's like very easy to read when it's somebody just trying to leech off of another person's success or social climb and you see this a lot in the social media industry i've seen it with so many youtubers so many like youtubers that either i've met or been friends with and then you just watch them suck other people dry like leeches like you literally watch them social climb to the top or wherever they are or use people's names in um youtube videos like full names to use for clout like and they might seem really supportive like they care for you and about your and about your success until they start to get close to somebody with larger numbers with more success with something more to offer them if you have something to offer them they love you but until like once you no longer have something that serves them or off to offer them they will go to somebody that can offer them more and then leech off of them and be like oh my god i'm so proud of so and so for blah 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 are you proud of them or are you trying to say i know this person i look at me being really good friends with this person and it's so it's clear as day to me and i'm not saying everyone's like this i've got a lot of good friendships i've got a lot of good people or in the media industry that i see on instagram where it's real and it's genuine and i know it actually is support but it is so obvious when it's not and that's what i'm calling out today <laughs> the next one on my list is a personal one to me but the fact that i pay $80 a month for Hulu TV and I still have to watch like four to six minute ads for ad breaks. Like that one really bothers me and I hate it so much. I'm already paying so much money and then I still have to watch ads. I thought the point of paying all that money was so that I wouldn't have to, you know? <sighs> but I still do because I use the live TV feature to watch the Bachelor franchise, not gonna lie. Okay, this next one. I added recently as well, but antique stores that up their prices um, simply because they can get away with it. I think I talked about this a little bit um, in last week's episode when Ashton and I went to hunt and gather and noticed that everything was so much more expensive than the last time we went. But, you know, we are, we're pretty like well-versed refined antique thrifters like we know the quality right away we know the price range so it's really obvious when i can see something is overpriced i mean even last spring i got these beautiful vintage green glass cups they were a dollar each and then a few weeks later we went to stillwater and went to antiquing and i saw the very same set of cups and they were four dollars each not a dollar each that one is a little example like it's not that big um but we went to this antique store hunt and gather and suddenly every single item is $75 a candlestick $75 a glass jar $75 um and Ashton was so irritated because he furnished a lot of his tattoo shop with antiques from this shop and he knew a year ago when he bought everything for his tattoo studio it was not that much money the amount of candlesticks he got from there for like 10 bucks he was at the point where he almost wanted to ask why they increased the prices so much and i um saw a lot of brand new like wrapping still on them um esoterica books is that the brand it's a a series of spiritual witchy books i've got the tarot one and i got it from the minneapolis institute of art gift shop brand new wrapping for about fifty dollars i mm, yeah it was 50 bucks um which is a lot of money and i would never do that again but i thought it was like a rare find anyway um this antique store they must have a deal with the minneapolis institute of art or something because they had so many brand new copies of the same series and this series has a book on which craft it's got a book on tarot it's got a book on um plants um horoscopes like all of those and it's a really cool beautiful set and eventually i want all of them but i actually found them all on amazon for like 30 bucks so i'm just gonna buy them on amazon however this antique store had again 
brand new, still had the wrapping over the book, so many of them, and they were priced for $50 each. Not even a deal. That's how much I got it at the museum a year before. And what's crazy is they're cheaper on Amazon. The same freaking book, cheaper on Amazon than an antique store. And what's cool and funky about antique stores is that you usually find really good deals on antiques and things. I mean, some of the stuff with like value, I don't know, like they, I, oh my God, this one store though was just so overpriced. And that book really just showed how they are pricing something for almost double what it is brand new on Amazon. And it's not even about the shipping at that point because we all have Amazon Prime. We all know if you just wait, what is it, like five to 10 days, it's free shipping. Like it's not that it was really frustrating, which is why like when I find a good thrift store that has cool antiques that don't up the price, I appreciate it so much because there are antique stores that do it simply because they can and because they can get away with it. And Hunt and Gather is really popular on TikTok. It's always something that I see being posted from these like pages, like the Minneapolis pages that are like, you have to see this like hidden gem in Minneapolis, blah, 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 blah. It's like one of those. Um, And they know the hype. They know they can get away with the prices. And I firmly believe that's why they do it. Even Goodwill, I've noticed recently, have really, has really upped their prices. And I think it's just like the thrifting effect of now thrifting is seen as trendy to Gen Z. And um, it's, no longer that good of a deal at some of these thrift stores especially the more common like chains like goodwill because they can get away with it so i would recommend supporting a local thrift store that's where the deals are that's where the good like nonprofits are i've got one near my house where it's like they don't even have employees it's all volunteers and all of most of the money if not all of it goes to like local profits and it's just like i would so much rather donate my items there knowing that the money of somebody purchasing them is going back into a nonprofit. It's like a win-win rather than going to Goodwill or an overpriced antique store and spending twice the amount of money on something because they're overpricing their items. Yeah. The last thing that I could think of that is on my list is the people that want you to compliment their singing, like when they're singing and you know they're just singing waiting for you to say, oh my God, you're really good. (laughs) This hasn't happened to me. Um, Like, I mean, this is not like a, I'm not thinking of anyone in particular, but I I did think about this the other night and I was like, that is so funny because it's so obvious. Like when you're in school or you've got a friend who's just like, la 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 in the car or whatever, and they're just singing and you know they're only singing because they want you to say something about it cracks me up. I think it's so funny. Um, But that is everything I could think of that I have on my unpopular opinions and things that I hate list. So huge thank you to my girl Evelyn on TikTok for inspiring me to make my own. And if you don't know who Evelyn is on TikTok, just search on TikTok, Evelyn, get ready with me or Evelyn, things that I hate. And you'll find this little blonde teenage girl that looks like she could beat you up with her words because she probably can. Um... Yeah, I hope you enjoyed, and please, I hope I didn't offend anybody. Take it all with a grain of salt just for fun. Um, and it was really fun for me to kind of vent a little bit, and I hope you understand understood my point of view, and if you didn't, that's okay. No hard feelings. Moving on. Oh, speaking of no hard feelings, that like ties perfectly into what I'm about to talk to next, because that is the title of one of the movies that I watched this week. So I love to end my podcast episodes with a little section or segment on what I watched and what I read this week, because as a podcast listener myself, I love the podcasts that talk about this because it helps me think of things to watch and um, like to read. I don't know. I really appreciate it. So This week, Ashton and I finished Dear Child on Netflix. I talked about this last week a little bit. It's a German mystery show on Netflix that was actually, like, trending, like, in the top 10, but it was so good. It was one of those, like, um, kidnapped woman escapes, had kids in her, like, bunker that she was being kept with, and we watched the finale this week, and... It was good. I'm like kind of I I I had like that empty feeling afterwards cuz the whole like mystery was solved and whatever, but it was really good. If you can look past the 
the subtitles, different language element. Like, it's such a good show. I really loved it. And then I watched No Hard Feelings this week as well, now that I'm able to stream it. That's the movie with Jennifer Lawrence that recently came out. Comedy. Um, She is, like, hired to date this 19-year-old before he goes off to college to help him, like, get experience or whatever. His parents, like, hired her to date him because he's really awkward with girls and I've never has never had a girlfriend. So nothing could go wrong, right? There's no way he could find out she's doing it for money and that she doesn't actually have feelings for him, right? It was good. Ashton had no desire to watch this. He thought it looked so dumb. And I mean, like, I get it. But I love the comedies like this. And I really love Jennifer Lawrence. So that's why I wanted to watch this film. Um, and for, for a 2023 comedy, it was actually pretty decent. There were a lot of lines that made me laugh. There was one about OnlyFans that made me chuckle, like good jokes. Um, I had to pay to rent it, which is another reason why Ashton like didn't want to watch it. Cause he also would have to buy it, you know, like rent it. But for a little self care night, it was just what I needed. It was so good. Um, Marnie is all over the equipment right now. That's why I hesitated. She just jumped up on the table. Makes me nervous. Um, But yeah. Oh, okay. The other TV show that I started watching this week was No Hard... Oh my God. Nope, not No Hard Feelings. I just talked about that. It was um, Only Murders in the Building, season three. I love this show so much. It's the cutest little whodunit TV show that isn't like scary murder mystery, but amazing cast and it makes me feel like fall like I started watching that show fall of 2021 when I bought this house and I vividly remember like sitting in my empty living room building furniture and watching this show and when I heard the theme song for the first time this season I was like oh my god like it feels like fall because last fall I watched season two and it's got such a good like spooky fall cozy vibe And of course, Selena Gomez, like who doesn't love her and she's in it. So I'm only on like episode three or four of this new season, but really good. And I have a feeling I know exactly who the killer is, not because they're setting it up to look like it's the killer, but because now that it's season three, I feel like I have mastered the the outline of like how they structure the killer you know and they don't they want it to be somebody obviously that you would never guess so I feel like I'm better at thinking outside of the box now that I know this television show and we'll see we'll see if I'm right I don't want to say it now because I don't want to spoil anything but just put a pin in it and I will be honest and tell you if I was wrong but I have a feeling um yes I'm excited to finish that season Um, That's everything that I've watched this week, but tonight is actually the premiere of The Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. So after I finish recording this episode, I'm going to watch them, and I'm pretty excited. I think The Golden Bachelor will be so stupid, I'm not going to lie. Will I tune in? Of course, but Bachelor in Paradise is my favorite just because the, the like, the, not recipe, not element, not structure I don't know what word I'm trying to think of but the 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 process or the thought I'm so distracted right now because Marnie is all over me and the mic and it's she's in the way but anyway um the concept that's what I was trying to think of the concept of throwing all of these people from the Bachelor franchise onto a beach with swimsuits and alcohol it's like the best combo for television reality tv um And it's cool to kind of see like who vibes with whom. And last year, was it last year? Yeah, I noticed because they kept having birthdays. Like every few episodes, there'd be like, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday today. Um, And I made a TikTok and comment about it where I was like, of course, this season is so good. They, the producers really just threw a bunch of Geminis and Leos onto a beach and called it a season. And it was so funny because they were totally Leos and they were totally being Geminis. As a Gemini, I can say that without any bad feelings. But um, yeah, the new season is premiering tonight. So I'm really excited to watch that. I hope it's automatically recording because I think it started 30 minutes ago. Um, Good thing we're almost done with this episode, though. 
Um, as for books that I've read this week, I did want to announce that I have finally launched my Goodreads account. So if you have one, let's be friends. Go follow me. I'll follow you back on Goodreads. I believe it's just my full name. Like if you search that, I'm pretty sure it'll pop up. But I will add it to the description of this podcast episode as well if I can. If I can get the link, I will. But yeah, I finally got my Goodreads account up and going. So I'm really excited about that. But I finished the conver- or I finished Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney this week. And I did really enjoy the book. The whole book itself, like the writing, everything about it was a great read. The one thing that I really hated was the ending. I didn't like it. And maybe because it didn't feel satisfying, it almost felt like, girl, come on. Like, without spoiling it, it was almost like too realistic because we've all been there. We've all done it. But when the protagonist does it, it doesn't feel satisfying because there's no growth. Like, she just put in all of this work to, like, basically grow and be a better person. And then at the end, she just does that. Like... She's not going to get anywhere, and I know it because I was once 23 too, and beyond that, I was once 23 dating a 33-year-old man too, and that's kind of like the plot of the book. Um, Yeah, so the ending was not satisfying, kind of ruined the whole book for me, but if you can hear all that, it's Marnie on my table being annoying. But um, I realized there was a Hulu show um, that the book is based off of, conversations with friends and for some reason it has been wiped from the internet so hard to find streaming services took it off and there was a whole reddit thing about people trying to figure out where can i watch this show and you cannot find it so if anybody has a pirated way for me to watch conversations with friends i'm so curious mostly because no other no none other None other than Joe Alwyn is playing Nick in the TV show, which is so funny to me. I just, I've never seen that man act. I know he's an actor. I've just never watched anything with him. And when I was reading the book, the last person that I would think of in my mind that I would visualize as the character Nick is Joe. Like Joe Alwyn is just so not Nick to me, but I do want to watch it because I love watching a good book or yeah, I love watching a good TV show or movie that is based from a book, especially when it's fresh from my mind from reading, because then I usually pick up on the really small things that maybe were like three chapters in the book, but it's just one phrased line in the movie that other people might not even notice. So I would love to kind of watch it if I could. But I'm currently reading and almost done reading um, Witch of Wild Things. It's by Raquel Vasquez-Sanchez, I believe. It's kind of a long name, and it's off the top of my memory, so I'm sorry if it's incorrect. It's Raquel Vasquez-something. So good. It's such a perfect novel to read in fall. It's such a cute little work of of fiction. It's... um. There are elements of it that remind me of the characters in Encanto, 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 minus the singing, because she, the protagonist is one of sister, I guess every single female in her family has gifts, Um, whether that is like talking to plants or talking to animals or seeing ghosts or whatever it is, they have some sort of spiritual gift. Um, And a big part of the plot, and I can say this because it's on the back of the book, is the protagonist is being haunted by her dead sister and she sees her ghost, but it's not scary. It's not a scary ghost at all. And I love this book for fall because there are so many witchy and spooky elements without it being a scary book. Like it's not a thriller. It's actually a romance book. Like there's a love interest in it and it reads like a lot of the romance fiction novels that I read, but there is a spooky element to it that makes it so fun. And The protagonist is very into plants and herbalism, and I'm a huge earth witch, and there's so much talk in the book about soil and spirituality, like stuff like that, where it's like we are part of the soil or like talking to plants. Like there's a lot of good spiritual, spooky witchiness stuff in it, or like mentions of brujas and all of that. And there's so much like history and witch stuff in it, but it's like, it's in like the Hocus Pocus, Halloween Town style where it's not scary and I love it so highly recommend 
That book just came out because I actually pre-ordered it on Barnes and Noble, and I think it was released earlier this month, like brand spanking new, but highly recommend. I will finish it probably tonight, and I read it in like three or four days. Like I'm flying through it, but it's so good. So I highly recommend it. It's not like a corny romance book that's like hard to get through either. Like the writing's actually good. So that's what I'm currently reading, um, and I'm really enjoying it. But that is everything that I kind of had to chat about today. I'm so excited to watch Bachelor in Paradise, and I know I'm missing out on it. Hopefully my Hulu is recording it. It should be. My Hulu is pretty good about that. I mean, I'm paying 80 bucks a month, remember, to have that working, so I'm sure it's recording. And I always like to start it a little bit later than when it airs so that I can fast forward through the commercials, because if I do it this way, I can if it's like live TV, but if I watch the episode later, like tomorrow, then I have to sit through all the commercials and it's awful when I'm paying that much money. But I hope you enjoyed. I hope there are no hard feelings between us and my unpopular opinions. And, you know, go check out Evelyn on TikTok. I will hype this girl up. She gets a lot of hate, but I think she's keeping it real. And off of that, definitely follow my TikTok and my Instagram, YouTube. Check out the California travel vlog that just went up. And I'm actually vlogging today. So if you I'm sure, well, this episode comes out tomorrow and then next, I don't know, it'll come out. So subscribe to my YouTube channel so you don't miss it. But I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll chat with you next Friday. Bye.